mobile phones, laptops, tablets, and everything in between. This is Sean and Sean, and you're listening to the Silicon Theory Podcast. Greetings, fellow tech seekers, and good evening. You are listening to another exciting episode of the Silicon Theory Podcast. I am Sean, your host and moderator for this evening, and with me, as always, is Sean P. Say hello, Sean P. What's up, everyone? So we were going to start the uh, podcast with all of the news of the recap from the season finale of Game of Thrones, but seeing as how I have not seen a single episode this season, and I'm actually waiting until the season ended so I could binge watch it all, we're going to skip that and instead go right to one of the two big pieces of news that came out this week, and that is the announcement of the Galaxy Note 8 from Samsung. So we will... Basically, do a quick recap of the official specs, and then we will give our thoughts, impressions, and some general feedback, um, our opinions, our analysis, as well as some that's out there kind of in the internets at large. So, um, Sean, let's walk us through what the actual, what the final Note 8 actually is. All right, so here's the list we have a 2960 by 1440p 6.3 inch. AMOLED screen, and it's the Infinity Display, so it's the 18.5 by 9 aspect ratio that we've seen in the Galaxy S8 this year. They bumped up the RAM to 6 gigabytes of RAM. We have 64 gigabytes of storage plus SD card support. We have dual cameras on the back now. They're both 12 megapixel. Uh, one is kind of the wide aspect ratio, and one is the, the normal, so kind of like what LG's done in their phones. Both have optical image stabilization, which is a first for a dual camera phone. That has not been a thing yet. Generally speaking, the primary has OIS, but the secondary doesn't, so that's kind of new and different. The fingerprint's still in that kind of god-awful location up right next to the camera flash. It's terrible. Yeah, they, they didn't get that fixed in time for this. Um, I'm trying to think what else. IP68, uh, USB Type-C, slightly curved screen. They've uh, squared everything off, so it's a, it's a more square design. The hardware still, the glass with the metal uh, frame, mid-frame, wireless charging, all the stuff you come to expect from Samsung. It looks very, very similar to a Galaxy S8 Plus with dual cameras. The camera window area is its own like separate module, though, this time. It's all together, and it's framed in black. So on the black phone, it looks okay. It blends right in, but on the orchid gray and some of the other colors we've seen on the back now, it, it does really stand out. You kind of have this black window that's quite large because it's two cameras, the flash module plus the fingerprint module. And both of the areas for the optical image stabilization for the camera sensor, too, which makes it a little bit even bigger. So it really extends across. And so I, I think the Orchid Gray Note 8, for instance, looks a little less clean to me than the Galaxy S8 Plus. So from a spec standpoint, not a whole lot in the way of surprises. Uh, I did skip over and I apologize. Uh, the battery capacity is 3300 mAh, which we expected. It's smaller than the S8 Plus at 3500 mAh. It's larger than the base S8, which is 3000 mAh. So it kind of splits the difference. And we expected this. Uh, the S Pen takes up room in the chassis, and so something has to give. And it's a little bit of battery capacity. I think it comes out to like 8% or something relatively trivial. So I don't think we'll see a huge dent in battery life, and the S8 Plus gets excellent battery life, so should be okay there. And the S Pen's still there. It now does 4,096 levels of, uh, I don't know, what are we calling that? It can sense 4,096 different levels of hardness? Is that the sensitivity? All I'm hearing is 4,096 things that I don't care about. Yeah, it's better than it was before. So... 
the S Pen can do kind of fancy stuff, and there's a new version of the what Grace UI, I guess they're calling it now. Not that's such a, whiz anymore. Yeah, not such whiz. That's a little bit thinner, so very much what you would expect. Um, pricing. How uh, how much was uh, how much is one of these bad boys going to set about set a dude back? Yeah, it turns out not cheap. Uh, the lowest model is the unlocked model, which is a scant $929.99. What? Yeah, T-Mobile's at $930. AT&T and Sprint, I believe, are in the $950 range. And then Verizon tops out at $960. That is before tax. They are giving you some freebies. You can choose if you pre-order either a 360 Samsung camera or a 128GB SD card and a wireless charging stand. So there are some freebies that you're getting. For your $1,000 phone? Over $1,000 after taxes, pretty much no matter which way you slice it, unless you live in a state without income tax, or without uh, state state sales tax. So it's a very expensive phone. Go Texas. So the hardware is great. It's what we've come to expect from Samsung. It's not really missing anything. It checks all of the boxes, but it is ungodly expensive. And going back in my memory banks, I was thinking about this as people were bitching about the price, justifiably. I had a Note 2, it was $699. I had a Note 3, it was $699. I skipped the Note 4, but I had a Note 5, and it was $799 because I got the 64 gig variant, but there was a 32 gig variant that was $699. So basically you had a $699 base for generations. And then last year the Note 7 jumped all the way up to $849, and now we've basically gone up another $100. So to me, Boy, I thought it was too expensive last year, and I definitely think it's too expensive this year. You know what's hilarious is we had this exact same conversation about the S8 and the S8 Plus when they were announced. They're very expensive phones, and the Note 8 is also a very expensive phone. Um, I read a, I think I read a poll on Droid Life. I've seen a couple of people on Twitter. Uh, asking this question and a few other Android enthusiast websites that were basically like, okay, hey, uh, yeah, it's a lot of money, but it's literally got maybe the best of everything in it. So amongst the best mobile cameras, the best, absolute best mobile device display, it's got the best S Pen, question mark, because nobody else has an S Pen. It's the only phone that really does that, if that's your thing. It, it basically is kind of what the Note always has been, which is, let's take every piece of technology that we can imagine, cram it into a phone, call it a Note, and sell it for whatever we think we can get away with. And I don't know if, I don't know if it's worth it. And this is going to be kind of the long-winded way of explaining We've both read and seen information and kind of anecdotally, if you look at the Note 8, other than the squared corners, it very much greatly resembles the Galaxy S8 Plus in both form, function, and feature, minus the pen, two gigs of RAM, and a slightly decreased battery. And and the dual cameras. And the dual cameras. Which, to me, is of dubious value anyway, but go on. It, It has yet to be a proven technology for Samsung, although with their track record, I would imagine it's probably going to be really, really good. So having said all of that, the um, base S8 Plus is how much? Well, when it came out, it was $849, which is expensive, but the unlocked version already is down to like $674 or something. And then there's all these buy one, get ones and trade in things. But But $850 basically to start is what we're talking about. That was the starting point. Is the Note 8 with these 
fairly incremental upgrades, which, again, camera notwithstanding, which will probably be good, uh, there's a lot of talk that Android itself does not take full advantage of the 6 gigs of RAM, so maybe it's useful, maybe it's not. OnePlus would have you believe that it is. Um, and uh, a slightly decreased battery and an S Pen. Are they worth a $100 upgrade to the average person? And note, I'm going to say the average person because clearly you are not the average person because... Well, I bought one. <laughs> but hold on. Of course you did. In my defense, first of all, I don't even know if I'm keeping it or not. I did it primarily because Samsung is giving Galaxy Note 7 owners a $425 trade-in on a variety of phones, and kind of the, the least expensive is the G4, which I happen to have one. So I bought it because it effectively, with tax out the door, with the 128 gig and the charger, cost me $544. So at that price, that's everything. That's like done. So at that price point, I figured I could sell it, which I very well might, part out the pieces. I haven't decided what I'm going to do. But at that point, it was kind of like a, that's a good deal. At the, at the base price, it's completely insane. We, we kind of glossed over the processor, by the way, and sorry, that's my fault. But it has the same Snapdragon 835 and the, and the Exynos that the S8 had. So here's really what this boils down to, and we've discussed this before. The Note used to be kind of the... All of the phones for Android, the main phones, came out more towards the beginning of the year. So you had this February to April window where you had all of the main flagships. Agreed. And then the Note was kind of in a land by itself. You had the Nexus releases at the end of the year, mm -hmm. but that was about it in Android land. There wasn't anything else. Yeah, and the Nexus phones are not in any way, shape, or form competition, per se, to the Note devices, or haven't been historically and traditionally. So, and in addition to that, it kind of had a monopolized from a time frame standpoint, but the Note always was a step ahead of the Galaxy S's. You were getting whatever the second processor of the year was from Qualcomm. You were typically getting a RAM upgrade. You were getting a screen upgrade. The size differences between the screen was pronounced. You were talking at least, you know, like 0.7 inches generally or larger was the spread. You were getting a larger battery. You were getting the S Pen. You were getting a variety of things that really sweetened the pot where you you could get excited for this phone. It was kind of the, the big thing the year, the big release, you knew that throughout the entire year, the Note release was probably going to be the most advanced phone. Well, things have changed. Samsung makes the Galaxy S in a size that's almost the same as the Note now. Literally, I believe, if memory serves correctly, it is a 0 .1, 0 .1 difference. difference. The larger version of the S8 now typically has a larger battery because it doesn't have an S Pen. Agreed. RAM, you may still get an upgrade. We did this year, but we didn't last year. We're not getting processor upgrades anymore. At least it hasn't been in the last few years. They both carry the 835 or the Exynos 8895. in this yeah. case. So when you're looking at it, and in addition to all of that, as if that weren't enough, we now have, at the end of the year, a variety of releases that it competes with. So we have the large phone from LG, the, the V10 v and the V20, and, and the V30 this year, this year the which V30. looks very promising. Very much so, in fact. Uh, you have the Pixel phones. So you have the Pixel XL2, which again looks very promising promising. You have the iPhones coming out. So it not only doesn't have this area to itself anymore, it's just another release in the fall to go along with all the others, but you're basically getting a phone that's very much in line with what the, they released earlier in the year. You're getting a Galaxy S8 Plus with an S Pen and a price increase. And when you look at those two things, it's hard to get excited. And I think that's what you saw, the reception that people you know, were giving. It were I, I'm not impressed by this. This doesn't get me excited anymore. I've seen this phone earlier this year. It's still great, but for the money, I, I'm not into it. Uh, and Android, uh, Android Police, this was a David Reddick article. We've talked about him before. I'm becoming a fanboy of his. Uh, 
he wrote an article on this and basically says, said the same thing. He's like, the Note has just become an extension of the Galaxy S8 line, really. And if you're going to do that, it would almost make sense to release all three at the same time, mm-hmm. if that's your thing, kind of like what yeah. Apple does and do it once a year. And trying to spread it out, you could see why they would do it, but the phones just aren't different enough to get excited anymore, and the price has escalated to a point that's pretty high. Uh, to yeah. say the least? Yeah. Uh, if I called that hyperbole, it would not be joking because it's... it's, And we will see this with Apple and the Apple tax and have for years, but the rumored iPhone 8 or Pro or whatever that's coming out is going to also be somewhere in the a dollar short of a thousand dollars price point. But mm-hmm. the... This I agree with you. I think that most people, this is the internet meme with the kid looking up at the sky with the Note 8 being announced and the lol what being said because I really don't think, and this is my own personal opinion, I don't think it's enough of an upgrade anymore, and I absolutely agree with you in that. It is. Uh, it used to be a big differentiator between, or there used to be a big differentiator between the Note series and the Galaxy S series, and now there isn't. And so when you look at a scenario where the Galaxy S8 and S8 Plus are released, and then what are we? So that was what April. April, yes. And so we're now. It's going to be the note will be mid September. Mid September. So four and nine is five months later. Not even six months later, you will have the S8 Plus aggressively price dropped from its initial point down to. It already is. Yeah. You're, you're in the mid six fifties, and you can get a deal even better than that. Is the Note three hundred dollars better than the S8 Plus? I say, for my money, no, and I'd rather buy the S8 Plus all day, every day, ten times out of ten. I say for my money, no, even though I bought it. I know that sounds kind of weird. But what I mean by that is there's no way in hell I would have paid full price for this. At the half price, effectively, what I'm paying for it, it became a more compelling if you can get value. It, if you can get it undercutting the S8 Plus, then yeah, absolutely. Yeah, get, the, get the extra goodies, basically, for, for nothing and call it a day. But And the, the way that the pricing structure of phones is, is that this would if Samsung continues this existing strategy and doesn't bring the Note forward with the, a Galaxy S8 release, this will always happen, presumably, right? Like phones five months later are going to be cheaper than they were at launch. That's just a fact, especially when you consider that the newer version of the same phone is going to be coming out at that point in time. And to your point, it definitely seems like Samsung's shrinking their margin, but I wrote another fascinating editorial. I want to say Android Authority, and if I'm butchering that, I apologize. could have been Android Central. There's so many websites, but it was, it was Samsung is competing against themselves. They really, in the Android space, they're competing against themselves, and they're only actual competitor that they care about is Apple at this point. I think that was an Android Central article. So, so I mean, and they're basically correct. Because in a vacuum, if you look at the Note and you compare it against every other Android flagship, it still is the best by a fair margin. I think we're grading it against it, its own brother, so to speak, the Galaxy yeah. S8 Plus. That's and, fair. So if you say, is it worth it to upgrade from a Galaxy S8 Plus to the Note 8, or was it worth it to wait and not buy the S8 Plus if you were needed the upgrade to wait for the Note 8, I would say the answer is no. Definitely not at full price. But if you had a phone from last year or a Note 5 or something else and you were looking for an upgrade, is this still the most well-rounded Android phone of the year? And if you had your choice of any, is this the one that you should buy? For the price point, I would again say no, no. not without a discount, but besides the Note 7 loyalty offer, they're still offering people a $300 trade-in right off the bat for certain phones. 
So, you know, at that point, again, you're down in the 630 range, and that's not completely unreasonable. Now, you're trading in something that you could sell, so there is all that whole angle. But, again, in a vacuum, way expensive. Full price is way too much. This whole escalating price thing that's going on, I'm trying to figure out where this is going to end. I understand we kind of have this breakdown that's occurred where... The mid-range phones, as they got cheaper, we thought it was going to drive the market down, and that hasn't really happened. Now what we're seeing is actually the mid-range phones are creeping up a little bit, and the flagship phones have gone up even further. We've created a new tier. Like, it used to be entry-level phone, uh, mid-range phone, and then high-end phone, and now the entry-level phones cost what mid-tier phones cost. Mid-tier phones cost what premium phones cost, and we've created a space that will be occupied by the Note 8 and the Apples and Samsungs in the ultra-premium tier, which is basically like you're not getting away for less than a G. And to me, and I actually uh, I tweeted at somebody this earlier today, well, two things actually. The first one was uh, my reply to somebody who said, well, you can actually get the Note 8 you know, for like only $36 a month yeah, on a plan. That's a bullshit argument. On a plan if you put, you know, $350 down. Yeah. And I, my reply was, when I hear somebody say down payment, I'm thinking car or house, not a phone. Now, if you're doing down payments and financing on a phone, we've seriously lost our freaking minds. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the second point is... Uh, I replied to Andrew Martinick from Android Central regarding that article that you referenced, and what I said was, I think that there are two separate arguments here. If what you're talking about is just sheer sales numbers, then yes, absolutely, Samsung, Apple win, no contest. But if what you're talking about is competition for the Note 8, I think potentially there are some phones that are going to come out, and not just the Apples of the world because of the difference in operating system. But I think the V30 and I think the Pixel XL2 will both be very compelling competitors to the Note 8, and the pricing, I think, will not be quite as aggressive. can virtually guarantee both those phones phones will undercut the pricing of the Note 8. I expect the Pixel 2 XL to still top out about 879. It, it's going to be expensive, and this is the point where we go. Let's talk about degrees of expensive. It's not going to be as no, expensive. but this matters. The base XL came out at what 779, 769 last 769. year. 769. 769 and 930 is a rather large delta, and that's not even getting into the 960 at Verizon. And you're still talking a couple hundred dollars here. There is no base level Note 8. There is one Note 8. Yeah, so agreed. at least you have some here choices. In the US, yeah, and you know I think. The V30 will probably be 799 somewhere in that range, maybe a little bit less. But and I think in two weeks it'll probably have deals on it where you could buy one, get one, or you could probably get like 150 dollars off or something. And I've said I'm bullish on the V30. I mean, it looks like a, it looks like an S8 Plus with the bezels are a little bit smaller, even top and bottom. It has an AMOLED screen and it's six inches at the two to one ratio, so it's actually a little bit smaller. I think a lot of people are going to like the size. And it has dual cameras with the. That's got a flat display, not a curved display. Right? I think it might have a subtle curve. They're saying, but nothing like the Samsungs. Yeah. It has that 1.6 aperture camera. That's going to be a first. Crazy. It has a fingerprint scanner and a location on the back that makes sense. The construction looks super solid. It has wireless charging. It's IP68. It has a headphone jack. So does the Samsung, but the Pixel XL2 won't. But what I'm saying here is the Note 8 is not alone anymore. You're right. Like Any one of those three phones at the end of the year looks like it's going to be... All three of them look like they're going to be excellent phones. All of them. And two of them... I think both of them will be less expensive than the Note 8. I I hope that 
the Pixel XL2 is less than the Note 8 because I'm hoping to get one myself. And so that's uh, an entirely self-motivated, you know, prognostication. But if Google holds to form, they know that they're not going to sell as many of these as they will, as Samsung will of the Note 8s. And they're going to try and, I think, be aggressive with their pricing, but I don't think they're going to be as aggressive with their pricing. I would not be shocked to find it be somewhere around $100 less than the Note 8. And I think the LG V30 will probably be quite a bit less than that, probably somewhere maybe $150 less than the Note 8. So I think that $799 price point is probably right about right about correct. And the V30 has the quad DAC, so it's going to have, for audio files, it has like something going for it. It's going to have similar size battery, 64 gigs, it has an SD card, it's got the dual camera. I mean, if you compare these two side by side and you go, okay, what's the main differences there really aren't a ton. There won't be $150 worth of differences. I'll tell you that right now for damn sure. And that's the funny thing about that is it's probably not going to matter because oh no, the Note is going to outsell. They're going to outsell everyone. That's not the point. I think the issue here is can they maintain that? Because right. LG this year we've talked about it. They've really bridged the gulf as far as their hardware is concerned, in my opinion, I think their hardware is damn near caught up to Samsung in a lot of ways. I agree. And if the G6 is a great phone and compares favorably to the S8. So if their phones are less expensive and they're offering some things like flat screens, and obviously they're making their own AMOLEDs and they're doing all of these things, it's it becomes a compelling alternative to people that don't want Samsung phones or don't want to spend an arm and a leg. It, Right now, it won't matter. You're right. Samsung's going to outsell everyone. But in the long term, I wonder if we'll start to see the worm turn a little bit as it is, as it were, um, where consumers balk at this, where we finally hit a point where they go, you know, I'm not spending that much on a phone. I don't know if we've hit it yet. We, I don't think we have either. And I think like a lot of things, everything is relative. There was a point in time when we were talking about both LG and HTC as one of the premier uh, Android mobile device manufacturers, and both of them made some poor decisions and have fallen on hard times because of it. I, I don't think Samsung is in a space where they're going to make a drastic uh, poor decision that will cost them a significant amount of market share. They had a phone no, that exploded no, and it didn't them. cost them market share. Yeah. If, if your phone tries to kill you and Samsung still is selling tens of millions of phones, I think they're probably going to be okay. But the the end result is is that the market is fickle and there could be some backlash, there could be some repercussions because of the pricing strategy. Apple, Sheeple will upgrade and will pay and that's just the long and the short of that. But the the end result is is that maybe Samsung is is moving into territory that they don't want to go into, but I guess we'll find out. I think the price is an overreach and they should probably reevaluate their strategy in a lot of ways, but as long as they keep having record quarters with profits, I don't really know if they give a damn what I think. No. And uh, what's his face? The the kid that just got sentenced to prison time. Yeah, he's he's 15 a, years. Yeah, even though he's got a ton of money. Uh, he may not care either because he won't be seeing too many phones on the inside. Let me ask you one more thing before we finish this, and I don't want to go too long because I think we've covered this, but at what price point does the Note 8 become more of a no-brainer recommendation for you? Um, the price point that you got it at? That's kind of... I think it's six hundred and forty nine dollars. I would probably straight up retail. Straight up retail. Straight up retail. No gimmicks. I mean, if if people are buying the S eight plus for around eight hundred and fifty dollars, and that pricing has come down in the five months since that phone was announced, I could absolutely see 
$850 being the starting point for Samsung because that's where this their previous version of the best phone that they offer started at. And that's what this Note 8 is, is now their new best smartphone that they sell. And then they decrease the price of both the S8 and the S8 Plus in anticipation of the S9s coming in, you know, another five or six months. And so to me, that's fine. I still wouldn't, that's not my no brainer recommendation point. That's where I would start the price point from at around, you know, $699 and below, I would say, okay, this is a phone that you definitely got to consider because now it's it is in line competitively as far as pricing is concerned with the other flagships that are going to come out. And I think that you could definitely make a case that it is in some ways and maybe ways that matter better than those other phones at the 699 price point. So at that price, I'd have to say this is the phone you want to choose if all of your options were equal, which we would know the Pixel XL2 will be more expensive than that and very likely the V30 would be more expensive than that. But at around 700 bucks, I'd say, eh, this is probably the best phone you can get for 700 bucks. I think that's reasonable. I feel like the price ceiling where I kind of think phones should stop, so to speak, would be that 879, 869 territory that the top end iPhones and the top end Pixels and the Galaxy S8 Pluses and Notes have previously resided. I thought it was too expensive last year. I said 849 was robbery and I didn't pay that much for my Note 7. I paid substantially less. But it's one of those things where I guess that's kind of the reasonable ceiling if it has everything for me. This kind of exceeding it, and we're you know trickling into the four-digit territory with the iPhone X, et cetera, et cetera. I, man, and be clear, the eight hundred fifty-dollar price point after tax and everything else is right around a four-digit like, yeah. number anyway. So it, we're basically taking it from an almost G to basically like straight up. You're spending. I think $1, my GSA Plus was nine eighteen out the door with tax and everything somewhere in that neighborhood. So it was pricey. That 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 number still strikes fear deep into my soul. But um, and this is someone who bought a Pixel XL at full retail too. But the the end result is I think that you know that 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 thousand dollar barrier to me is a number that I think cannot be exceeded by any company that is not named Apple. And hope to find. We'll see how they do. Yeah, sticker shock is going to be impressive, and we'll we'll definitely have some more discussions around the Apple launch announcement as we get into September. So, uh, but the thousand dollar barrier for me is is like that's the final a psychological barrier. that, That number is a number that after which point I'm going, what the hell am I doing? Okay, so Note 8, great phone, way too expensive, and. I guess that's that's, that's kind that's of that, that's that the lack of excitement. Up. I mean, I think that basically is why great. the internet and everyone else just kind of has their torches out a little bit. The Note 8 in four words. Great phone. Too expensive. Yeah, and too much competition now. For the sure. Pixel XL2, the V30, the iPhone X, that's all coming out within a month. Absolutely. And um, we have some other news that we will talk about, but not in this podcast. So... Having said that, remember, you can find us at silicontheory.com. Check out the website. We've got a lot of good stuff going on over there these days. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Silicon Theory. We chat frequently on Twitter, as a matter of fact, so hit us up there if you've got any additional questions. You can, of course, subscribe to the Silicon Theory podcast on your favorite podcast platform, and check us out on YouTube. Search for Silicon Theory, subscribe there, and um, we've got quite a few videos coming and uh, quite a few videos there right now, so check it out. And uh, anything else before we wrap up, Sean? Nah, thanks for listening, everyone. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. We will talk tech soon.